Support for An Honest Account comes from Moneybox, the award-winning app helping people save and invest for their future. Moneybox allows you to invest with your spare change, from your morning coffee to your bus fare, rounded up to the nearest pound. Moneybox offers a range of savings and investment accounts and makes it super easy to use. All you do is sign up in minutes and get started with just one pound. Join over 200,000 people saving and investing for their future with Moneybox. You can download the app today or head to moneyboxapp.com for more details. Please remember that with all investing, your capital is at risk. And thank you to Moneybox. Honest Account, a podcast about how money affects our lives, our work, health, relationships and more. I'm Rachel Revis and today I'm talking to writers Anya Merovitz and Lula May Eltherio-Smith about the cost of being a bridesmaid. We talk about the Hindus, the joy, the guilt, the tradition, the remortgaging of your home. We lay it all bare. But just so we're clear, we love our friends and we have no negative feelings about this whatsoever. much for coming tonight to discuss a very pressing important topic which is the cost of being a bridesmaid. I am a bridesmaid at the moment so I have to be really careful what I say. (laughs) She's going to be listening. I love you. Um, (laughs) Anya, you have some news, bridesmaid related news. Yes, so I was asked by a friend to be a bridesmaid last night. Um... (laughs) which I couldn't work out if it was a really good thing because of the podcast today or if it was a really <laughs> awful thing to happen. But actually, contrary to how it was the first time I was asked to be a bridesmaid, she did it in such a nice way. She basically just said, I'm asking people individually. I, you're not expected to do anything. I don't have roles for you. I just want you to be a part of it and you can be as involved or as uninvolved as you like. I'm not going to ask you to plan a hen. I just really want you to be a part of it on the day and you can just kind of like rock wow. up a few weeks you get before. Off to free. A, yeah, that's great. It was it which is completely <laughs> the opposite to how I was asked the first time, which was sort of akin to like signing your name in blood on it was like, <laughs> yeah. like you're here now and this is it. So it was quite refreshing. I mean, I still do, in all honesty, have a slight sense of doom about it because I feel like there's a year to go. It's a long Sometimes time. things change. But um, yeah, I thought it was quite Do you think that's going to reduce the amount of money that it'll cost you because you get to be a bit more flexible with your involvement? I mean, it's hard to know. I think there's... I think when you're given sort of the honour of being involved in someone's wedding, I think that comes... For me, that comes with a level of guilt, I guess, that I'm never doing enough to sort of warrant the fact that they've bestowed this huge honor on me so it could go that way and it also could go the other way which is that I'm like okay great like you know I am not going to do all of those things that I did for my previous friend's wedding that sort of like were drove me into the ground and were really expensive and then I might get to a point where I feel guilty about that and feel that I suddenly do have to um 
start spending money in in other ways. I wonder if men feel guilt when they're asked to be involved in weddings. Probably not like women are, but <laughs> yeah, I I I mean, my boyfriend has not been to one of his friend's stags, not one, and no one has batted an eyelid over it. He's like, yeah, this one's not going, this one's not going. No one's really, go- and it's not been a thing at all. Oh no, I don't like the yeah. sound of that. Because when you have a party, you want people to turn up. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but I just think it's so different. Yeah. Lula, how many times, three times you've been bridesmaid? Been a bridesmaid three times. Okay, that's, um, that's a lot. A, <laughs> it's a decent number. It's yeah. not an excessive number. No, but I am going to be a bridesmaid again next year Okay, as well. So what lessons have you learned that you can impart to me? Because this is my first time. Ooh. Especially money tips. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> You're like, we should have thought about this. <laughs> money tips. I would say just save. <laughs> save okay. some money. Tips can be emotional as well. Yeah. yeah. And just like be prepared to just spend the cash. It's like, mm. it just, it just, it just adds up though. Like it really does add up. Like I was looking, I was trying to think back about how much I'd spent as a bridesmaid. Um, and I had a particularly, I mean, joyous year, but by, bad financially for being a bridesmaid because I was actually... Um, bridesmaid in two weddings that were two weeks apart. Oh, jeez, yeah. Which was extreme, <laughs> it was a very expensive year. How far apart were they geographically? Um, well? They were both in London. Okay, good. Okay. Which was the bonus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like, uh, that was an expensive like month, basically. And were you very involved? Yes. <laughs> Did it hinge on you? No, it didn't. Okay. It sort of hinged on all of us collectively, which was nice. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of like shared responsibility, which is nice. But it it was just like it, there's different things that people are, like expect you to pay for. So one wedding I paid for the dress, and the other wedding the bride paid for the dress. Um, you know, one of them, the Hindu was just in London on one day and it was very chilled and it didn't cost a lot of money. The other one, we went abroad um, for like a few days, which was lovely, but obviously was not cheap. Um, yeah, they they like, one of them, like I hosted in the morning. So it was kind of... Um, At your house or what? Do you yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so we all got ready together um, and then like the hair and makeup woman came like, we didn't pay for the hair and makeup woman, which was great. Well, it was just a hair woman, but, like... But there sounds like there's no rules, like, who pays for what. It sounds like you you have to kind of navigate it as you go along and see what... I feel like it gets kind of dictated by the bride. Okay. Like, I don't know what tips to give you, because I'm just like, what what does your bride require from you? Well, <laughs> what does she funny want? you should say that. So, my friend um, who's getting married, I think the main thing I'm that's going through my mind, and I would... I'm sure I've said this to her at some point. If not, then she's going to hear it now. But <laughs> is that she does so much for everyone else, and she's my mum's always joking, or she's a domestic goddess type because she'll bake the amazing tiered cakes. And when my friend got married last year on the beach in our hometown, she was the one. She wasn't even a bridesmaid, but she was the one down on the beach, laying out the the walkway, and you know she's that kind of person. I don't have these skills. <laughs> I don't have these resources. So I'm worried about, that's what you're saying, Anya, about the guilt. It's like, what can you personally bring? Because mm. you want to be that like cheerleader. Mm. But I just don't know if it's, I want to be, but I just don't know if it's in me. But she'll she'll know you well. Yeah. So presumably you, you know, don't choose someone that's a certain way and hope that as soon as you make them bridesmaid, they're going to do a 180 flip and become a totally different person. 
So I think mm. it's, yeah, you'll find your own. I do feel like when I've been a bridesmaid, I really had to find my, I thought someone was going to be like, and then this, and now this, and now here. And it was really me thinking like, okay, I probably should do that. Or I want to do this. Or like, maybe I should ask about that. Or yeah. And just were sort you of like, sharing it? How many people were involved? So there were um, three other bridesmaids. She wanted six. And her um, parents were like, I think it's a bit intense. Because <laughs> it wasn't a big wedding. And um, so it was three other bridesmaids and then a maid of honour. But none of us were friends. So we're all from different mm. stages of her life, which in itself, people had very different ideas of what should be done, um, which was interesting. Did you have the Hey Ladies WhatsApp? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. That's probably the only universal rule. Yeah, the hen, the hen squad WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the little, like, chicken. Oh, yep, yep. Um, so I've got some paper here as evidence that I've done my research. And um, the a poll for Hotels.com last year found that the average cost to being a bridesmaid was, let me find it, £998. And that is £2 off annual what you were mentioning off air, I guess, yeah, a grand. Funny? Yeah. that's a, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, I've never spent that, so really? I do feel lucky now, even though I was like, oh, it's really expensive being a bridesmaid. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, yeah, we, we we had a situation where the Airbnb pulled out three days before because it was over a bank holiday weekend and they got a booking for a longer period. We only wanted one night and they got a booking for three nights. So they just pulled out and Airbnb don't sort of have regulations on that. So they pulled out and so we didn't want to ask people for more money. So we put in money so that people could stay in a hotel because there were people coming down from like Yorkshire and coming from like where. So did we, the bride know you did that? no. One bridesmaid was very in favour of telling her that we sort of like <laughs> pulled all the stops out at the last minute, but it was decided not to tell her. That um, is going above and beyond. Yeah, and then actually it did get back to me that she told someone that she was a bit disappointed that it was in London. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> which is an interesting thing to be fed back when you feel like you've just <laughs> had to Done throw. <laughs> chuck, yeah, chuck. Yeah, and it was a whole like... Because I think I read your tweet about this a while ago which sparked yes. this conversation yes. between us. And can you just tell me a bit more about... Because didn't you say that you... <clears throat> I have it here. Tweet. Oh, I'm being quoted. Um, yeah, you, you wanted to ensure it was perfect, but affordable for others, which left you in debt. Yeah. Well, so basically... And you cancelled a family holiday. So basically, um, everyone... There were people that were... Again, she had friends. It wasn't sort of one group of friends where I think you sort of know what everyone's financial situation is kind of. It was everyone was sort of from a different place in her life and it was two people from here and one person from here and, you know, whatever. All making up a group of 24 people, I think. And so we didn't know what people's financial situations were. And there was one of the other bridesmaids was very keen to chuck money at it. And she was like, you can get this amazing catering company on board and you can do this. And it's very difficult when people aren't your friend. I mean, I did sort of mm -hmm. temper that a little bit, but it's very difficult because, you know, if you're, I said, well, maybe people don't have that much. And I was told by this particular bridesmaid that if people care, they'll be there, no. which I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Um... And then people sort of said, 
oh, well, I'm just buying a house, so I don't really have that. Or I'm pregnant, so I don't really have that money to spend. Or And then there were people saying, oh, shouldn't we add this? So it was sort of, it became... Free for all. <laughs> yeah, it really became a free for all. And there were only so many things that I felt that I could sort of pull back. And I'm very, I'm very much the friend that like makes the card out of all the pictures that I've like mm. printed out. But I was the only bridesmaid that was sort of of that opinion that we should like make things in the Airbnb, which actually worked out because we didn't have an Airbnb. Um, they were sort of like, we'll bring this in and we'll buy this in. And because I was so, a couple of people dropped out because the price was high and we tried to bring it or yeah two of us tried to bring it down um and it was kind of met with quite a lot of resistance from the other bridesmaids who felt like it was doing a disservice to the bride I keep wanting to say her name and they're remembering that like (laughs) (laughs) people will hear it um that sounds like a really stressful and so well and so and the maid of honor was her sister so her parents her parents were paying her share so for her it was sort of and she was younger and she didn't have other hens because that's the thing like people have more than one hen going on they probably have more than one wedding happening so people have kind of those other expenses but for her it wasn't a thing and then two of the other bridesmaids are in very privileged positions um and then Mm -hmm. it was me and this this other bridesmaid trying to sort of temper it but in the end I just felt like in order to to hit that balance of not kind of having all this confrontation with people in the hen group who were saying I can't afford it why do we have to pay for this what's that what's this go you know like the stress of that I hate confrontation Mm -hmm. um I sort of felt that I had to keep putting money in and when you're putting in dribs and drabs so when you're putting in 60 pounds here and 100 pounds here and they're not nothing amounts but Mm. you can sort of justify okay she's a really good friend I can put in 100 but then and I looked, I didn't dare look back until after the wedding. And then I sort of totted up because I was like, don't do it before the wedding. You don't want to walk down the aisle with like a sullen face, gritting <laughs> your teeth. But I looked back and I was like, actually, that probably cost me triple what it cost um, everyone else. And I just felt like I had to really pull back and I had to pay for my own dress. Did it impact the friendship? Yeah, we're not, we're not close. Well, it impacted the friendship, not because of the money but because we were paying for our own dress but she picked the dress and I said I'm fine with whatever I just I'm not comfortable with the top of my arms so please can I have I don't even mind taking the dress and putting it like getting it put on just a small sort of sleeve and she said no and I said okay I'll put my hair I'll have my hair down so it sort of makes me feel like my arms are a bit more covered and she said no you're all gonna have your hair up um and she is someone who has insecurities about similar things as me and so I just felt that after all the effort, and even if I hadn't put any effort in, to sort of say to someone, I value you enough that I want you to be in my wedding, but I don't care about how you're going to feel on the day, mm-hmm. sort of just didn't sit well with me. And I didn't sort of cut her out after the wedding. I just naturally felt like... I think it's a very common scenario. Like just yeah. anecdotally, I know friends that that's happened to. They've just drifted that because that just highlighted maybe an underlying issue in the friendship. Has that ever happened to you, Lula? Like you felt any pressure on <laughs> relationships? Um, no, I tell you what the weird thing that I found from um, like after the wedding is you spend so much time in contact with your friend and all these other people that maybe you um, are good friends with or you're like you know, becoming good friends with because you're spending a lot of time together, you're doing a lot of planning together. Um, Afterwards, everyone just disperses and doesn't talk to each other for ages because a bit like sort of need a break. 
um, yeah. need my life back as well. Because, like, mm-hmm. especially in, like, the run-up to the wedding, you spend sort of, you know... It's a full-time job. Yeah, exactly. You, like, I've, t- you know, took days off work to, you like, like, take the day before off the wedding to, like, go and help out and stuff, which also, as a freelancer, means that I'm not earning money that day. So it's, like, taking a pay cut to do it which obviously kind of costs more, but you're kind of in the process of it and you're happy to do it because you want to be part of it and you want to help out. Um, But yeah, so the weird thing is um, just like not seeing people afterwards after you spent this like intense kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, months of planning or even if you're not like constantly in contact with each other, you're still in contact with each other more than you would be normally. And the WhatsApp so then, is a low-lying hum of Yeah, and of like something. emails and yeah. plans and the Hindu and then the Hindu's like a few months beforehand maybe and then, you know, they're kind of, do you need help for the stuff for the venue or, you know, what can we do on the day? And then obviously the day is, or the night before as well, is like, you know, everyone's together, you're all getting stuff done, then you're all hung over the next day and then it's like nothing for ages and that's really weird. Or like when you see... Um, the bridesmaids another time and you're like ah oh, I haven't seen you in like six <laughs> months this is really odd <laughs> I, I want to go back to the study for a second because I thought it was really interesting that 80% said the rising cost of hen and stag do's abroad was staggering in quotes yet only 29% refused the invitation because mm. when you just mentioned there a little about you really want to be involved. Like, mm. the question is, do you? <laughs> like, like, not you, but do we? I mean, there's so few of us that are saying no. And I think sometimes people would, would like to say no, quite quite frankly, especially if it's not a good friend. <laughs> I think... I mean, am I... The, or is, is this no to being a bridesmaid or no to going on the hen? Well, I guess, I guess this is more general, yeah, about yeah. not going on the thing altogether. I am not a massively... I... Um, like an introvert with extrovert qualities so I definitely need so a hen for me is like unless it's I literally know everyone it is a real like I am knackered afterwards Mm. for like I do feel like I have to recuperate but I yeah I don't think I would I went to a hen in August I had two hens in August and one of them I had full-blown tonsillitis for it was over the bank holiday weekend we took it took us four and a half hours on a mini bus with no air conditioning to Bournemouth. Oh. But I, I just think that if it was like a birthday, which was like a dinner in London, I would have said, no, I've got tonsillitis. But for some reason, I'm like, it's a hen. It's a hen. That's exactly what I, I have was to go. going to ask. Because if you organise a birthday party, you're thinking more about what can my friends afford? What can they do? Would it be convenient to them? I don't think that's, generally speaking, thought about as much. Also, if you've already wedding. paid for the Hindu and you're ill, like, that's just money down the drain. Like, I mean, in terms of that kind of, like, if I've got tonsillitis, just like, well, I'm going to feel like shit. I don't want to make anyone else ill. But also, that's I can't get valid. that 300 quid back. Yeah, <laughs> which would be a valid excuse. So going back to that saying no, would you ever say no to being a bridesmaid? My sister's actually said no to her very good friend. Really? But she's just like that. She doesn't give a crap. How did her, how did her friend <laughs> respond? They're still friends. Okay. They've known each other since high school. I think my sister was clear in laying out her reasons. I don't know the reasons. I don't think it was money. But money's a valid reason to say no, isn't it? So would would you? I mean, we're all in the same industry. Money isn't exactly flowing. So Yeah. What, what do you think? <laughs> well, I've never I've never said no because there's something about like the, you know, the the honor and the privilege of it that sort of overrides the 
well, for me, overrides the feeling of like, how much is this going to cost me? I mean, I'm in my cousin's wedding next year and she is moving back to the States. And so that's, it's going to be a very expensive being a bridesmaid situation. But I feel like I'm making that choice. Like I'm making a conscious choice about it. Like I don't, I don't feel like I could say no to going to the wedding either way. Your and background, I want to be there. Cypriot. Yeah. Is there anything that's different about those traditional weddings? Oh, everything. It, in terms <laughs> of what you spend and the ex- expectations and... Oh, okay, so this is really interesting. The I don't know about, like, sort of bridesmaid side of it because I've never been involved in that. I've been to a couple of cousins' weddings where it, I'm sort of more of, a, like, a extra family member, onlooker kind of thing because they're so big. Um but they don't, um, it doesn't sort of apply so much anymore, but they do, because, so I'm Greek, I'm half Greek Cypriot, and they, um, uh, in Greek Cypriot weddings, uh, and I think, I think you do this in Turkish Cypriot weddings as well, I'm not sure, but um, basically there's a, there's a dance where the bride and groom have to hold on to a handkerchief that connects them, so they've got one end of, like, one's got one corner, one's got the other corner, and um, everyone goes up and pins money on them, like, rolls of money, because it's meant to be, that you don't give gifts. Rolls of money. Yeah, like you pin all the money. So you, and and it's a real show as well, right? It's like a real For the person pinning it. Yeah, right. it's like a real show of your own personal wealth okay. as well, and like your gener your generosity. And I think like from what I can sort of divulge from my family and my extended family, like it's a very kind of showy and generous culture in terms of you know get as many people around the table as possible like have as much food on the table as possible that kind of stuff but it is a real like um people pin like rolls of 50s together wow. so you like and they, and there's like someone with like a um like a pincushion and like a ton of pins in it and so people go up there's like when it happens you like go up I mean, I say you. I did not do it. I was like, I don't have the money for Get this. Are you kidding me? Out. Exactly. So I was like, <laughs> where do I put like, the 10p? Sat in the corner, like, please don't look at me not putting any money on the couple. Um, <laughs> but that's sorry, John drop, But that's exactly the same thing as a, a what do you call a registry when you pick the cheapest item and they know you yeah. pick the cheapest item. Yeah, that's embarrassing too. But it's twofold because it, it's it's more than that because it's that they know and then all the guests that's the equivalent of all the guests then knowing that oh, you pick yeah. the cheapest item. So it's like Absolutely. not only are they aware that you've picked the one glass that was sort of whatever less than 30 pounds but everyone else is aware of that. Yeah, and you get the thank you, you know, like, thank you for my spice rack. And you're like, oh, crap, don't remind me. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's, like, my cousins were covered in money by the end of wow. that dance. Like, covered. I mean, the idea behind it is that you don't give presents, you give the money, and it's supposed to buy their house and set them up. And, like, that's oh, a traditional house. idea behind it, which I'm sure in the villages would buy you a house. But, <laughs> but like, you know, they had, like, crowns of cash. Like, they just had, like, just just lengths of money um, hanging off them. Better not invite anyone you don't trust then. (laughs) Just in case they make off with it. I'm kind of thinking of like Victorian times. Maybe I just saw this in a period drama or something when people have the wedding and they're in the carriage and they're throwing out coins on the street and all the little kids are picking them up. Has anyone else seen anything like that? (laughs) I'm nodding a lot. But I don't know. It's kind of making me think Okay, so... This leads me on to the point of tradition, I guess, right? Because mm. everything we think... I have no idea about, you know, Cypriot weddings or whatever, but um, 
everything we know about them is kind of pegged on tradition and that's often used as a way to encourage us to maybe spend more mm -hmm. and get the etiquette right mm -hmm. and I read that book by Gia Tolentino and in her essay she has I the dread and she says she's been to like 39 weddings in a decade or something and she has a spreadsheet to keep cost um, and she said in that the yeah, 46 weddings since she was 20 the white dress for example has only been around since 1840 Queen Victoria and it became fashionable like I'm sure Hindus weren't a thing you know, mm. hundreds of years ago. So it's funny how it's, like, shaped the wedding culture. And, and now it's, like, such a massive industry mm. and it's, like, 20 grand average, which I just don't think I could ever, yeah. would ever spend. Also, people are getting married later, so, like, mm. they don't need a toaster in the same way. They, <laughs> they probably are living together and toasting their bread on something without, you know, so it's, it's very, it's different. And I know that I actually had a friend when she got married... We, she got married when we were 26 and she turned around to me and said, oh, it's so lucrative getting married. But for me, it was so expensive to like, and I'd just gone into, just gone freelance and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like really gritting my teeth. But they had a flat that they owned and they had everything. So everything for them was just But they must excess. have spent so much. But her parents it. paid for it. So for her, it was lucrative. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Talking of that, <laughs> nearly one in ten millennials, it says here, borrow money from their parents for the weddings they take part in. Have either of you had to borrow money or use a credit card or anything? Oh, definitely yeah. had to do stuff on on my credit card. Absolutely. I had seven weddings in one year. Like, wow. it's not cheap. <laughs> Especially when you like give up your weekends to, like, obviously... I love going to your celebrations, all of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like giving up my weekends. But again, I, I think that year, uh, the year of the seven weddings, I think I might have been working Sundays as well. That sounds oh, like wow. an essay you should write. The year of seven weddings. <laughs> but like, it's like taking, you know, having to take a holiday for it, mm -hmm. cost you money. But yeah, that was, it was an ex expensive year. I mean, some of them were like family weddings. So like, I drive there with my mum and my stepdad. And um, I'm, don't think I would have paid for a hotel room. Mm -hmm. um, so those ones are a lot, like, not, like, hitting in, but that's, like, one out of, like, seven. <laughs> Jeez. And Anna, you mentioned cancelling this family holiday. Yeah. And I actually, yeah, so that was linked to the wedding when things fell through and I'd put the Airbnb um, on a card and they take 10 days to refund you, but I had to then also lay out for the other things that we were going to be paying for. And it got kind of confusing because people transferred money to different people and it all became, yeah. So I, I saw then the next thing, um, so then my, my parents did lend me money to pay for the hotel because I wasn't going to get a refund to my credit card for 10 days. And I, I needed the money within the next 24 hours to pay for this hotel that we could stay in at the weekend. Mm. So, I mean, I, I paid them back and had the Airbnb not fallen through, I wouldn't have needed to, but it really took me to like my my sort of limit. Um, what I then, thought was, yeah. it was interesting um, was that when I did some research about, I mean, there's so many articles online about how you can set up a wedding savings fund and all these articles about tips. and As a guest or... Uh, yeah, as a guest or a bridesmaid um, and all these, you know, businesses and experts that solely build their careers on advising people in this kind of wedding etiquette thing. And tips tend to be like 
you know, looking for cheap flights, budgeting, saving early, sharing accommodation on Airbnb, um, etc. But nothing really out there that suggests, well, why don't why can't we challenge or change some of that the excess? That makes me a bit sad. That makes me a bit sad that it's like you are going to have to do this. So here's some like. It's sort of like, it's not like, oh, here, here's like an advisory board for how to maybe withdraw yourself from that or how to sort of manage it. It's, this is going to happen. So here's how to sort of manage it without ruining yourself. That makes me feel, I don't know. I feel mm. like, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but that makes me feel a bit like, oh. I mean, I just think like the cost of weddings are so excessive mm. anyway. And because it's such an industry, like people know that they can like make so much yeah. money out of it and they... You know, ven- like certain venues will have particular vendors that you have to use and all that kind of thing. But like, I know someone who remortgaged their flat that so they could like really pay for some more of the wedding and stuff. Like, I just my personal feeling is like because I'm not someone who has like a ton of cash, I would be like have a small one mm. or like wait another year. Yeah. So with with your experiences, all these <laughs> weddings. Say if you got married, what would you bring? registry office and a pub? Okay, <laughs> that sounds lovely. I've been to some some like weddings I've been to that have been really unconventional. Mm. Have been some of the most fun. Like um, one of my friends got married. Um, I think in a registry office. I went to the after part, and it was in a working man's club in like Walthamstow, and it was one of the best things I've ever been to. Like it was brilliant, and they made all the food. Like, it didn't cost them, like, a ton of money and it meant that they could invite, like, a lot of people. Like, that was really yeah mm. fun. Like, ones like that where it's a bit DIY because people don't have as much money. Sort well, of. and it's about the people, isn't it, rather than, like, yeah. this, is what, this is, like, look how fancy this is. It's yeah. like, we just want everyone there. Yeah, or, like, the, or in, like, quirky places or, mm. like, you know, they kind of... Uh, one, one of the times I was a bridesmaid, um, the... The sort of wedding, it was in a uh, registry office and then the dinner and everything was actually in their parents' back garden and they That's like nice. had like a big gazebo thing and so we all like sat underneath it and they'd, you know, done homemade decorations and that sort of stuff. It was really gorgeous. And then the other time I was a bridesmaid, that two weeks later, was um, uh, at the cinema museum. So it was really cool because you're just like surrounded by all this like bonkers really- like cinema paraphernalia and things and kind of like supporting it i'm sure it was like supporting the museum itself because yeah yeah i personally love a kaylee and that's a scottish thing Mm. but i guess they're quite cheap and it gets everyone dancing together and you get to like mingle and what you said about the registry office like when my mum married her husband her now husband um yeah that was at a registry office and we had a kaylee and there was cupcakes instead of like a cake and it was it was fantastic like and I'm sure it probably was cheaper. Um, and I just think, yeah. And also, right, this brings me on to another point. <laughs> As someone who's technically single, and I'm going to all these weddings, and I do, there's a part of me that does the Carrie Bradshaw thing. Like, what am I getting back? You know that episode with, with the, was it with the shoes <laughs> with the or shoes, something? Yeah. <laughs> and there is a little part of me. I'm, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not on, on active, actively on my mind. But I do think, what's my my wedding gonna be if I don't have a wedding which I may well not like what are my friends gonna which I'm sure they'd be happy to do what are they gonna do for me is it like a career related success is it do you guys ever think about that (laughs) well I 
returning the investment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, so I hate... I don't hate the idea of a wedding for someone else, but I, if I think about me planning a wedding, walking up an aisle, everyone looking at me, being the centre of attention for an entire... I mean, don't get me wrong, because I do like being the centre of attention, but, like, <laughs> on my own terms, I don't... I, that Nothing about that really appeals to me. Like, I'm quite keen on the idea of having something really small. I always joke that I want a digital hen. Um, <laughs> what would that be? It's just the WhatsApp group, but that's oh. it. And then everyone, like, maybe we... Like, everyone watches the same film at the same time and, like spends xyz on snacks and we can all say like this is the funniest bit of the film like but on whatsapp um <laughs> because i don't i don't i really don't what well, i never have but like my friends just threw me a surprise 30th this week because i do not plan like event and that's not because i'm like too lazy to do it it's just not my thing so i do yeah when i feel that when i go to these huge weddings that have you know black truck black black tie dress code and and they're here and you've got to pay for this and you've got to take the day off that I'm not going to have that same thing and I don't think about it in terms of sort of bitter towards the people doing it just that it's an odd it's an odd thing because I think people are like yeah but you know then when it's your wedding we'll all do this and when it's but it's like that's assuming assuming, that that's the sort of milestone that everyone is going to be celebrating in their life And, you know, I have things that I feel like on the daily I have to celebrate being freelance. Like, lots of things are a struggle in the day. But (laughs) Celebrate the wins when you get them, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, so it is... I mean, I used to think about it a bit more when I was going to weddings. And I was... When my friends started getting married quite young. And I was single. And they were sort of... They owned flats with their fiancés and I was sort of like sitting at home just like okay I can put an extra 10 pounds into this and I was sort of thinking like well not where is this going to pay off for me but at what point do you kind of have to sort of keep something in reserve for you yeah I relate to that the thing that annoys me more about it sorry not to cut you off (laughs) no not at all um is um it the kind of I think I've just sort of let go of the fact that I'm not going to get it back basically because I've been single for a while and you know when you're just a bit like I don't know if I'll ever get married like I don't know what I'm not sure if I even agree with marriage like I mean obviously I'm really happy for all my friends that do and really it's like a wonderful day and like a lovely experience and I love all of you (laughs) really happy for all of you I promise (laughs) but like I'm not sure if marriage is the thing that I want in my life which is like you know a life choice but for me it's going to wedding single because it's like Everything costs you twice as much as it does for a couple. And that is the thing that really stings. It's like if you've got to get a hotel room, like you're not splitting that cost. Like just everything is double and it is really, really expensive. And that is really annoying. Have you had any going to stuff, weddings, single or whatever? Have you ever had someone take that into account at any level? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, actually, the last wedding that I went to, I went to one in August, and that was um, really good for... It was like a full weekend thing. So you sort of went down on the Friday night, and we parted on the Saturday, and then everyone kind of had, like, you know, Sunday morning, afternoon together to sort of, like, hang out and deal with your hangovers collectively. Um, and actually... The organisation around that was really helpful because 
um, we were able to like stay in like some cottages and like yurts like all together and that was sort of almost collectively organised. They were like, you can stay in the house with these people. Is that cool? This is how much it will mm-hmm. cost. And then everyone like brought um, brought food for a barbecue on the Friday night. So like you didn't really have to, like I, you brought like a bottle of something and like a bit of food. So you weren't like paying a ton of money when you got there. And they were like, if you know, let people know what time you're getting in, see if you can share cabs, that kind of a thing. So that was... yeah. That was like that, that was something that sort of like took the the ease away, and I wasn't the only single person there, which really helped. <laughs> You've been really, really positive this episode, Lula. I'm determined to break you down. So, <laughs> um, there's this article in Refinery Refinery Twenty Nine written by Katie Bishop about all the debt, etc. People get into, which you commented on, Anya. I'm just going to read you the sentence, and you have to comment on it negatively. So, <laughs> okay. Helen says it wasn't enough to just have one douche, one hen do. She wanted a night out in her hometown, a daytime hen that her mum could come to, a week abroad for the bridesmaids, a weekend in the country for her wider circle of friends, and a spa day so she could relax a couple of days before the wedding. That is extreme, isn't it? People oh, can go to extreme. Oh, bad. absolutely, absolutely. Did you mentioned a full full weekend thing there, and I was just like totting it up, but it can it can get a bit crazy. <laughs> it does. I think like. I feel so guilty because I'm like, I really loved all of my friends' weddings. Even the stuff that felt really expensive when you're laying it out. It's kind of like, I went to a, a Hindu like in recent years that was like, it was just too much money for me at the time. And it was definitely like a deal of like three of the bridesmaids being more affluent than like some other, some of the other people basically. And one of the bridesmaids being like, I'm not sure that that's entirely... Um, and like I just was so I was really broke at the time and I just could not afford it and it made me really pissed off about it. Um, but then when we got there, it was a really like it was worth all of it. But it just was really painful. I feel the same that when you get there, you have a really nice time. And I think that almost the point is that you know a lot. It isn't the friend's hen that you're going to that has decided that budget. It isn't that person that said you know. So I actually went to. Um, a hen recently that was it was one day it was in London it was so fun because everyone was just 100% in it the whole time because they knew it was just one day and we went out and everyone went home afterwards and the bride said I don't want it to be more than 120 pounds um and it was amazing it was incredible what you could do for that amount of money when you also weren't paying for like a minibus or whatever but that is the cheapest hen I've been on and I agree that when you get there it is totally worth it but <coughs> sorry but I think that yeah, again, it's not sort of when I'm feeling bitterness, I guess, or or slightly resentful that I'm sort of, it's like, you know, and it always tends to come in a month where you've made slightly less when you're freelance. I don't know why, when you have to suddenly like pay out <laughs> always. for the hen. And you know. are really, really yeah. skinned and then you're like, I don't have a spare 250 yeah. quid. And then suddenly you get the message <laughs> that it's like, hi guys, we just need the, just the final 150. And you're like, oh. <laughs> but I think that I've never felt, I've never hand on heart felt and irritated towards the hen in question. Um, and that's because I feel that every single one of my friends would really get behind paying that money for me if the time ever came that that was the case. And so I, I think that I kind of, you know, grieve over my bank account in private. But when I, I'm not sort of getting there and then sitting in the corner feeling like, oh, God. And I think the way that I have sort of thought about it is, okay, in five years' time, how if you look back on that, are you going to feel like, okay, you didn't get, you weren't able to sort of 
pay rent because I know that some people, I know there are stories of people that have been able to pay rent and have got themselves into awful, awful debt because of, you know, weddings and hens and that kind of thing. But I guess that the attitude is if you're going to go, which it seems like everyone mainly is, then you have to sort of look beyond it and say, okay, well, in five, ten years... (laughs) is it gonna be am I gonna look back on it it's really long term in 45 years is it gonna be um but yeah I just heard grieving in private (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking I'm joking I'm very positive but it does feel like you have to do that like you can't really say I think that's the difficulty is it really feels like you can't say it you'll be like oh god that is so Mm. much money but there's a kind of collective everyone's doing it Mm. so you don't want to be the the one that's like, yeah, guys, <clears throat> really sorry, but I can't afford this. So I'm not going to be there. Bye. Like, mm. it sort of feels like that kind of has to take priority in terms of your spending and yeah. then all of your, as long as you're covering your, I mean, if I was in a position where I couldn't pay my rent, then obviously I wouldn't be doing it. But like, And a good friend would understand. Yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. is an investment in yeah your your friendship as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but so, it does feel like you've got to, like... Mm. It It definitely feels like there's an obligation in terms of, like, I can't be the one that isn't joining in or that isn't paying the stuff or, like, isn't making the effort yeah. as well. So there's definitely, like, a kind of pull mm. that wouldn't be there without the wedding. I think the ultimate message is that whatever happens at the end, there's always cake. <laughs> Sometimes there's not, because people... <laughs> say that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Just what? to hammer home the gloom. <laughs> Sometimes I have been to a wedding where she was like, we're not having a cake. We just think it's pricey. I was like, cool. That's like the cheapest Buy myself bit. a Victoria sponge cake on the way home. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you need the sugar to keep you going. Do you just like you replace it with the cheese board instead? Like that's... Well, well that's, cool. that, that's, that's acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great alternative. I think we need to just continue that. this discussion later on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Lula and Anya for coming on Thank tonight. You. Thank you. Sorry for being so positive. (laughs) Positivity (laughs) is good. Next up, I'm talking to Catherine Morgan for some practical and emotional advice for bridesmaids and brides alike. Catherine is a qualified financial planner and money coach. She has a podcast called In Her Financial Shoes, which I really recommend you check out. And her website is themoneypanel.co.uk. There's kind of two parts of this for me. One is about understanding your role as a bridesmaid, like which I know sounds a bit random, but I think because weddings nowadays can be so different. Um, and so I think it's important to understand your role as the bridesmaids. I mean, sometimes bridesmaids literally just have to turn up, show up, put a dress on, have their hair and makeup done, and they're good to go. Like other weddings, then there'll be more involvement or more commitment on your part. So I think understanding exactly, having that conversation with the bride to understand exactly what your role and what your responsibilities are for, you know, playing the you know a very special part in probably one of the best days of her life so that would be my first thing is like kind of understanding your roles and responsibilities in the day um and that kind of comes into from a practical perspective then understanding so if the wedding is like 12 months away for example is then once you understand your role and responsibility is thinking about right so what do I actually need to start saving for do I need to save for the dress 
is the bride going to cover the dress and you're just buying the shoes or uh, are you just paying for your hair and makeup to be done or are they paying for that or are you just paying for the gift or are you paying for like the hen party or all of those things <laughs> so I think the first thing is just to get really super practical and understand as early as you possibly can what are the kind of expenses that the bride is thinking about because she probably has thought about all of these things already anyway um, in terms of creating her own budget for her special days so I would just have a really open and honest conversation with them about that's great and you know and just financially what does that look like for me like what are you paying for what would you like me to to plan for and then start kind of maybe plugging some of those money leaks now so that you can prioritize shimming away a little bit of money every month to um to set aside for the big day that is a good tip actually one I hadn't thought of because Hopefully the bride would have thought about it, but otherwise you might you might be in line for interesting surprises down the road. And I think, yeah, if you say at the beginning what... But then again, it's how you word the question, because you're not going to say, how much is this going to cost me? But you might say, <laughs> what, yeah, exactly, as you said, like, what will my role be? And you can kind of deduce costs from that, because talking about money directly is difficult in any scenario, especially with your friends. Yeah, I think timing is probably a good one. Like think about timing, maybe have that conversation when you're by yourself with the bride. I think it all depends on your relationship with money and your relationship with the bride. I mean, when I asked my bridesmaids to be my bridesmaids, I had three. I had my sister, my uh, sister-in-law and my best friend. So I sat them down all together and I said, look, this is how I plan. I'm planning the day. And actually, we kind of had a bit of a group conversation about it because my sister was like, well, I can do this. And then my best friend was like, I could do this. So actually, that saved me time. So I kind of said, well, I'll cover the shoes and your dresses. Um, And actually, in the end, me and my sister went sale shopping. We found these like dresses for like £27 in the sale. Um, So it was kind of like a group decision and a group kind of involvement now not all brides are going to want that like some brides just want to organize everything themselves and that's cool but it might be that you can have a conversation about kind of pulling together as a group if there's a number of you and there's a certain things that need doing you could maybe you know if you're like a super researcher or like you're really frugal or you'll get re- you know, really good bargains and discounts and things like that then you could maybe offer that to the bride and say look do you need some help with that And in exchange, maybe you could do this for me because, you know, financially, maybe that's a bit of a stretch for me. I really want to be part of your day, but let me take that off of your hands. Let me sort out your favours or your invitations. Maybe you're really crafty and you can put some lovely invitations together. And, you know, so kind of have that conversation, which may be best in a group or individually, depending on, you know, who the other bridesmaids are, maybe how well do you know them? Um, But I think sometimes we massively overthink this, like (laughs) talking about money is really taboo and it is really emotional for a lot of people because we all come at it from different perspectives. Like some of us have a great relationship with money. Some of us beat ourselves up and think we're really bad with money, but irrelevant of all of that. Like, I think just have that conversation, just like say, I need to have a conversation with you about the finances around this. Is that okay? And just briefly, what would your advice be to the bride? I know we've been focusing on being an actual bridesmaid, but if you are a bride, what advice would you give for just being aware of the cost you're perhaps presuming of other people? Yeah, really great question. I think just be mindful uh, because sometimes we can get very wrapped up in how special we want our day to be. And we don't always take into account the costs that that can mean for other people. So just be mindful and aware of that and 
similar to what we were just talking about, really, just having open and honest conversations with your bridal parties uh, about how you can help them, how they can help you. Um, because at the end of the day, they want you to have the most amazing day. You want to have the most amazing day. You want to have the least stress as possible. So kind of coming together, pulling together uh, as a group, um, but but just being mindful, really, of people's other people's situations may be different to your own. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much, Catherine. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast on all your usual platforms. You can tweet us at honest underscore account underscore. We're also on Instagram at an underscore honest underscore account. Or you can email us at contact at an honest account dot co dot uk. Thank you to Moneybox and see you next week. Thank you.